The Orlando Magic season is officially over. We close the book on the 2023 season and ask ourselves, what made this season special? What made this year stand out? There's so much to get to and so much to celebrate on today's Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is April 10th, 2023. My name is Philip Rossreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we review what was a fantastically fun Orlando Magic season, what made this season special, and how the Magic leveled up this season. We'll get to all that, plus recap the Orlando Magic's game against the Miami Heat coming up here in just one. But first, we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Lockdown podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Lockdown and the team you're looking for, the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. It is, it is rare that I think you could call a season where a team finishes, frankly, so far under 500 a fun, a fun one. It, it, it feels so rare that you can look at this season, and say the Magic did everything we thought they would do and more and see the team not only not make the playoffs, but finish 34 and 48, 14 games under five, seven games under 500. In some respects, you're right. You know, we're aiming for low goals. Um, we're aiming to clear lower hurdles. We're aiming to, 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 to get over the hump at the very beginnings of a rebuild stage, at the very, very beginnings of a rebuild state, we're looking at a team that is exceedingly and extremely young and asking ourselves, how do they get to that next level? How do they push themselves over the hub, over the top? How do they become the championship team that we all want to see this team become? And of course... Only in the rare instances do you see a team take a huge, huge jump into that stratosphere. Ultimately, though, that is where we want to be. And a lot of the complaints, a lot of the arguments, a lot of the debates that we've had or previewed or talked about on this show are about getting to that level. And I always, you know, I think those debates are worth having. I think those discussions are worth having. But obviously, this isn't the year necessarily to hold the team to that fire. We're going to talk about leveling up here uh, in just a moment. This isn't the year to hold the team to that fire. They will get there. We've already started pushing, putting pressure on this team, on this franchise, on this organization to be a playoff team next year. We've now seen 
what this team is capable of, and we are ready for them to do more, to be more. But I always say this about the NBA season. The NBA is one of the most predictable sports in the league. You can pick out the three or four teams that actually have a chance at winning the championship very early on. The playoffs usually go to form. We are genuinely shocked when a two-seed beats a one-seed in the conference finals. They usually go to form, and a champion is pretty obvious. This year is a rare exception where the title does feel very wide open. But the point of me bringing this up is to say that a championship or a season is not necessarily about the destination. It isn't about what you necessarily accomplish in the end. As important as that may be, as much as that may be how you are ultimately judged at the end of the day. A season is about the journey. It is about the ups and downs of getting to that destination. The trials and tribulations of getting there. And that's where the Magic find themselves now. In this really exciting phase in this really fun part of their rebuild, in this really exciting time of their growth. They are at this stage trying to learn, trying to grow, trying to get better, and and going through the growing pains. This part of the journey is all about the journey. It isn't about the destination. It it didn't matter that the Magic didn't make the playoffs this year. It mattered that they showed us the path that they're on. And to me, that is the job that Coach Jamal Mosley had in front of him. To begin to show us the path that we're on. To see what that destination looks like maybe off in the distance. Following that yellow brick road to the, to the wonderful city of Oz. Because... The Wizard of Oz itself, that story that I'm very clumsily alluding to, that story itself is not about the destination. The destination is a Shea. The Emerald City is an autocracy with a huckster behind the curtain. No. That story is, at least the movie, not the book. That story, the book is about something completely different. Um, That story is about the friends you make along the way. The things you learn about yourself on the process. And so we have followed this yellow brick road to this juncture, to this point, to this inflection point, this ending of a season, but not ending of a journey. And we have to ask ourselves, what lessons have we learned? What have the magic taken from this part of their journey to bring on to the next one? Hopefully not to The Wizard of Oz Part 2 because that Disney movie was very bad. (laughs) Look it up, kids. Um, But what did the magic gain from this year? And the answers are both obvious and difficult to pinpoint. They are simple and yet stunningly complex. The magic to get to this point had to really learn 
a lot of things on the fly and a lot of, and, and develop a culture, a chemistry and an attitude about themselves. It didn't start the way we all hoped. It started with tons of injuries. It started with tons of difficulty. It was not a clean journey. There were the injuries early in the season. There were all the things that built up and made this journey so tough. But that's also what made this team better. If there is one takeaway from this team, and I think Jamal Mosley said this after the game against the Heat, if there is one takeaway from this team, it is about who they are deep down, about their resilience and toughness, about their ability to bounce back, their ability to believe in the big picture, but more importantly, to believe in each other. Why are we so sad to see a 34-win season end? Because these guys are just so darn likable. These guys, we can tell, play for each other, believe in each other, want to see each other succeed, want to see this team succeed. And what's most heartbreaking about this, this team and the season ending is everyone wants to be a part of what this team is ultimately going to become because everyone sees such a bright future ahead, but we all know that that's not going to be the case. This team is going to change because they are a 34-win team. They are far from perfect. They are close to a postseason berth, but still needing to make the edges a little bit cleaner. This is a team that played together, believed in each other, and, and those are the teams that are so easy to believe in. Those are the teams that are the ones you buy into. The ones you invest in emotionally as much as anything else. Most fans that I talk to, and sure, they're, they're always the casuals, but we love them too. Most fans that I've talked to, most of you who probably listen to this podcast, understand what this season is. Most of you know that this was not the season to take that big leap. And so you're looking at a team on a two-year calendar, on a two-year scale, to say, they showed us something this year that makes me believe, not just in this year, but in the future. This season was an unqualified success. Beyond making a 12-win improvement, beyond not getting eliminated from the playoffs until game 79 of the season, until after game 79 of the season. This team endeared itself to all of us, and they accomplished their biggest goal. We're going to talk about how the Magic took that next step. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first... It's time for a quick word from our friends at Prize Picks. The NBA playoffs are coming up. Tuesday is the first games of the play-in tournament. We'll get the Hawks and the Heat, as well as the Timberwolves and the Lakers. Should be an absolute blast and a good time. And you want to get in on the action. You want a bit of that playoff action. Well, you too can get it with Prize Picks. 
Prize Picks is the greatest fantasy game that I've played, certainly better than a lot of those other daily fantasy games that are out there that pit you up against really sharks. You're swimming in the deep end and you are bleeding and the sharks are circling. What those other games do is they put you in these gigantic pools where you're just happy to get your money back. That's not how Prize Picks works. With Prize Picks, it's you versus the numbers. You pick two to six players, and if they go on to score more or less than the Prize Picks reaction, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch, including NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college basketball, college football when it comes back, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, and a whole lot more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. They offer safe and fast withdrawals. They're currently operational in more than 30 states, including here in Florida and Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports today. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Enter promo code locked on today at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. This time last year, after the Atlanta Magic defeated the Miami Heat in the last game of the season, Mosley the coach of the team, uh, you know that, um, introduced kind of the rallying cry, kind of the, the, the coda for what this season was ultimately going to be about. The Magic were celebrating their win to end a difficult injury-filled season, a season of growth for such a young team. And he said, you know, now we've been through it once. As a group, we've been through it once. We've seen our young guys a little bit. We know we're adding more, but now it's time to level up. You all are young players. You've now experienced the NBA once. Now we got to start learning how to win. Now we got to start taking that next step in our careers. And it was a, uh, honestly, like, I, I still see people say the Magic Needle coach. I don't understand that. Jamal Mosley has been the perfect coach for this moment all the way through. And that statement, it rung with me as someone who analyzes the team because I like to analyze the team under their own terms. They tell me how to hold them to. This was a big one. This directive to level up meant so many things. Could mean anything. It was good coach speak because it was direct but also vague. Could mean anything you wanted to mean. But that was the continued guidance throughout the offseason. That was the continued guidance as the Magic got into their season. And that was the continued guidance and the continued message and the continued thing that this team pushed for throughout the course of their season. They told us they were going to level up. And we wondered what that would look like. This season, this 2022-2023 season, that's what leveling up looks like. It's taking your lumps at 5-20 and and learning from them, getting better from them, understanding and keeping your calm and poise and belief in what you're doing and that it's going to work when the time is right. And certainly the Magic dealt with so many crazy injuries during the start of the season. Playing without point guards, essentially, for a good chunk of the year, with with a good chunk of the early part of the year, with Cole Anthony out with his oblique injury, 
with Markel Fultz out with the toe injury, with Jalen Suggs out with the ankle injury. The Magic were struggling to just get their feet under them. But once that happened, we saw how good, how dynamic this team could be. We saw exactly what this team was capable of. We saw who the Orlando Magic are. And we saw it again and again and again as they started to climb the standings, as they started to pick up wins, as they started to look like they were well above the teams at the bottom of the standings, as they put themselves in the postseason race, as they won more close games, as they learned from close losses they had before, as they started to play with consistency more and more and more. We went into games not saying, oh, we've got to do X, Y, Z, A, B, C, D to win. Started saying, if the Magic do X, Y, Z well and this thing okay, they'll be fine. We started believing they had had a better chance to win games than they didn't. The Magic became a 500 team. As small as that sounds when you won 22 games a year before, being able to count on winning every other night, at, at, at least on average, feels pretty good. And like I said, obviously this is not the end destination. This is not the end of the story, but to get from step A to step B is a pretty big deal. It's a pretty big sign of this team's success. It's a pretty big sign that they did exactly what their coach wanted them to do. That they did the thing. Obviously, there are still more steps to go. The Magic have a long way to go offensively. Their defense was still bottom half of the league. We're not talking about a team that has figured everything out. But for every mistake the Magic made, there was a correction. For every thing that they missed, there's a time they got it back. And that's part of the growth we saw from this team. Part of the reason why we exit this season believing that, A, this team is ready to be a player in free agency, add some real players, and make a playoff push next year. But really why we see a really bright future ahead. And yeah, the number one pick, the rookie of the year, Paolo Bancaro, really helps with that. We're not going to pretend that in a league that is so star-driven that the Magic drafting their potential future star didn't completely change the outlook and future of this team. It did. Paolo Bancaro is that dude. But so was Franz Wagner getting better at the things that he got better at and having a better rookie se- better sophomore season than he did rookie season. Continuing that belief and confirming that belief in his rookie year. So too did Wendell Carter continue to establish himself as a solid paint presence on both ends of the floor, a great screener, an improving three-point shooter. So too did Markel Fultz coming out, getting better in every facet of the game as a scorer, as a passer, as a driver. In every little bit, Markel Fultz propelled this team forward, even playing, certainly playing as the team's point guard. So too did Cole Anthony coming off the bench, embracing his role, finding efficiency, and becoming probably the, the certainly having the best season of his career, even if his numbers, are, his raw numbers at least, are down. Cole Anthony embraced this team's future, his role in it, and played fantastic. So too to getting Jalen Suggs back and seeing him finally get some comfort and some extended playing time after all the injuries he's faced early in his career. Carving out his niche as a defensive ace. 
carving out his niche and finding a little bit of three-point rhythm to make you believe in what he can become. Every player on this roster at some point contributed something positive to this team, showing us what their future can be, showing us that they too can get to the next level individually. Because it takes individuals to be good. It takes a team to be great. And so the Orlando Magic have leveled up. We exit this season feeling great about this team's prospects, but we exit this season also thinking about what comes next. Understanding that this team is capable of so much more. This team is capable of making a playoff push, of being a team that is greater than what we think and what we know. This is a team that can continue to push things forward, to get better and to be a whole lot better. This is a team that can be very, very good. But obviously, there's still more work to do because next year, well, not directly stated after the game, next year, the goal is to level up again. There will be expectation. There will be pressure internally and externally to make the playoffs. Because in this league, success only increases the pressure to do more, to be more successful. And that's what the magic, that's where the magic are at. They are ready to be more successful. They are ready to do and to be more. They are ready, and this is the ultimate sign of success this season. They are ready to level up one more time. We're going to go through the box score of the Orlando Magic's 123 to 110 loss to the Miami Heat to wrap up the 2023 regular season. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends at the Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. The Ultimate Pro Basketball GM lets you live the fantasy you always wanted to. If you think you could be a great NBA GM, it turns out it's really not that easy. The Ultimate Pro Basketball GM allows you to manage your own basketball franchise from every little bit, from every strategic aspect, including playing through seasons, leading your franchise in fans' glory, and building a historic dynasty while also dealing with challenging personalities, hiring the right coaches and assistants, trading, trading players, making draft picks, and navigating your franchise through free agency in the draft, plus all the ups and downs of multiple seasons. All this comes in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Pro Basketball GM is completely free and playable offline, so play on the go as you want and when you want to. Locked On Magic listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So go make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probasketballgm.com, scan the code right there, no, right there, sorry, uh, or look it up on the app stores. That's probasketballgm.com. Ultimate Pro Basketball GM, start your dynasty today. We would be remiss if we didn't go through the motions like we did over the weekend and talk a little bit about the Orlando Magic's game against the Miami Heat. Obviously not the most important thing in the world, thus not the main storyline coming out of the game, but the Orlando Magic do fall to the Miami Heat 123-110. to 
I will say this because it's something I care about. I thought this was the Magic's best game since they uh, dropped out of the postseason race, ever since they kind of began to de-emphasize their starters, de-emphasize winning a little bit. Um, I thought that the Magic played really, really well. They played with great energy. They didn't uh, get down on themselves when they missed shots. They, they stuck with things defensively. Um, not perfect by any means. These games still look and feel like preseason games. They still feel like the starters are out there to get a sweat, but... At the end of the day, in a game like this, where the starters do play even just a little bit, uh, in a game like this, you your starters kind of take care of their business, and, and that's really what matters. And so you go through the list, Jalen Suggs plus one, Franz Wagner plus one, Wendell Carter minus one, Marco Fultz plus five. The Magic starters did fine. Not a lot of scoring, obviously. Caleb Houston kind of had... His, had his field day with 21 points, 6 for 15, shooting 5 for 11 from deep. Thought he played really well, made his shots. That obviously uh, makes him look really, really good. Um, but you could, I mean, you could tell who the starters on this team are. They just carry themselves in a different way. They play with a different level of confidence. They know how to take care of themselves. And again, they were playing to break a sweat. They broke their sweat. They did a really good job. And, and again, just put the magic in a good spot while they were in the game. And obviously things changed when those guys came out. Um, I thought Franz Wagner did really good, really well. I was glad to see him experiment a little bit with that mid-range jumper. Um, you know, again, I, 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 I'd like to see him bring that back. I'd like to see him uh, go to that a little bit more. And obviously, that affected some of his scoring. He only had 10 points in the game on 2-for-5 shooting. Jalen Suggs, 8 points, 3-for-6 shooting, 7 rebounds. Really nice finish of the season for him. Uh, Mark Fault, 7 points, 3-for-6 shooting. Again, these guys are not out there to hit their numbers. They're just kind of you know, if it's to use a wrestling term, they're kind of doing their spots and getting in and out. Nothing crazy. This was a house show. This isn't WrestleMania anymore. Um, I, again, I, I thought they played fine. It was good to see them there. The Magic lost this game not because their starters played poorly. They lost this, you know, they, they didn't lose this game even because of effort. This was a relatively tight game for most of the most of the game. Both teams kind of seesawed back and forth through the lead. There were 20 lead changes, 12 ties in this game. So it was a very competitive game. But the game really turned early in the fourth quarter. Magic took out Kevon Harris. I'll chat about him in a bit. In a bit. Miami went on a little bit of a three-point run. Orlando couldn't hit shots. They went from a one-point deficit to an eight-point lead. And that was kind of it. Orlando just wasn't going to be able, especially with those deep bench guys playing heavy minutes to end the game. They were not going to make up that deficit. Orlando did a good job shooting threes and making threes in this one. Um, over the last three games of the season, they definitely started taking more threes. To me, that is the sign of a team that isn't able to execute its offense and they're kind of stuck taking uh, a shot or they're settling for a shot. But Orlando made 17 of 47 threes to Miami's 18 of 44. Um, if this were a normal game for the Magic where they weren't shooting the ball well, they would have gotten blown out because they just can't keep up with the three-point math. In this game, Orlando was able to keep up and answer a lot of those three-pointers. Uh, again, Miami was able to hit them too, so... It was a little bit of a mixed bag uh, uh, overall. Um, you know, again, you have Victor Oladipo hitting five of eight threes, 19.7 for 12 shooting. It's a typical Victor Oladipo playing really, really well at the end of the season game. He's been doing that since Orlando. We love him, but yeah, we, 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 know, we know what that's about. Um, the star of the game to me was Kevon Harris. Career high, 22 points, seven for 12 shooting, four for seven from deep, four for seven from the foul line, added eight rebounds, including three offensive rebounds. Uh, when he was in the game, it just felt like he wasn't going to let the Magic lose, even with an undermanned roster, even with guys that are are not long for the NBA. Um, 
I I really loved the way that he plays. I really love the way that he plays all season. I, I'm looking forward to doing his player evaluation uh, because he's 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 a winning player to me. Um, you know, again, the skill set might not always be there. He might rush shots around the basket, but the skill set is there. He is very good and, and, and will do things the right way and put himself in the right position more often than not. Um, I I love watching him play. Uh, I think he defends hard. I think he gets after it. I think he raises everyone's energy level. He is exactly the kind of guy you want on a two-way contract. Uh, I believe the Magic are bringing him back for a second year on a two-way contract, so we will see more of him next year. This was just a game where his energy was just noticeable and infectious and really helped this Magic team stay in the game despite the lineups that they had. Really solid effort from him. It's really nice to see uh, Chuma Okeke have a really nice game too. 14 points, 5 for 11 shooting, 4 for 8 from 3. Four rebounds, five assists, three steals as well. We know that Chuma is going to do good things defensively. He's always in the right spot defensively. He understands help side. You know, he can sometimes get a little turned around, uh, rotating back to his man, but typically Chuma is really good defensively. And and, and really the question with Chuma has always been, can he shoot well enough to to justify putting him on the floor? Can he be that true 3 and D guy, especially now that the Magic, for the last two years at least under Jamal Mosley, have essentially used him exclusively as a three-point shooter. This game, he made his threes, and when he makes his threes, it just feels like he's having a better game. And that's obvious. You know, some guys can make an impact without scoring a ton. Chuma, Chuma because he is there to be, to spread the floor, that's kind of been his role, and he struggled with that role. Seeing him hit those shots was certainly really encouraging. It's a really good game, a really strong finish for him. We'll see what he ends up doing this offseason, what the Magic end up doing with him this offseason. A really solid balance scoring effort. Michael Carter-Williams had eight. Bull Bull had eight. Admiral Schofield had eight. But again, just a rough shooting night uh, overall. 42.2% from floor. 17 for 47 from beyond the arc. Yes, that means 17 of 38 field goals were threes. 29 assists for the Magic. Only 14 turnovers for Orlando. So again, this was a much better game. But unfortunately, they just could not get stops. They could not slow the Heat's offense down enough. Miami shoots 54.2% from the floor, and while they only get 6, 10, 12 points from their starters, they got plenty off the bench. Udonis Haslam playing his last regular season game uh, with the Miami Heat uh, in his career, 24 points, 9 for 17 shooting, made three three-pointers. He never made more than two three-pointers in a game in his life or in his career. He brought energy. Uh, he was going to bring energy. He was going to go out there and score and have a good time. He certainly did. 20 points for Duncan Robinson as well. He made three of 11 three-pointers. So again, you get these games. They feel like preseason games. It comes down to who's going to step up. Are you going to have more guys step up and step into these roles than the other team? Who's going to play with energy? The Magic did enough to win. They brought the energy. They made some shots. They just didn't make enough of them. Uh, They weren't able to kind of completely slow this Miami team down. Eventually, uh, Miami was able to pull away and win 123-110. to 110. This Magic team, just not enough offensive gas to stay with things at the end. That does it for the Orlando Magic season, of course. Orlando 34-48. and 48. They are 13th in the Eastern Conference. Let me repeat that because I think I glitched. Um, the Magic finished 34-48, and 48, a 12-win improvement over last year. They are still 13th in the Eastern Conference. With the loss and the Indiana win over New York, the Orlando Magic sit solo sixth in the lottery standings. That gives them a 9% chance, I believe, 90, 90 number combinations uh, in the NBA draft lottery. They were looking at roughly a 37% chance of jumping into the top four. So roll your three-sided die. Um, you know, you got a, a little bit more than a one in three chance of jumping into that top four. And of course, we will see 
what ends up happening uh, on Lottery Day on May 16th. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of the places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter there at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, go check out the final regular season version of Locked On Game to Game. Local analysts breaking down their teams. Follow it all playoffs long on the Locked On NBA feed wherever you download podcasts. The Locked On Game to Game feed is your source for the latest recaps and analysis from around the league from the experts who know their team best. Check it out today on the Locked On NBA feed on Odyssey or wherever you download podcasts. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. I want to thank you all for being such great fans, such great listeners, such great supporters during this fantastically fun season. Like I said earlier, this is just the beginning. We're still going to be going strong here toward the end of the season. We'll start recapping the season. I'll be at Magic Exit Interviews on Monday. Um, so expect maybe probably a late episode Tuesday. I might be a little more sporadic this week just to kind of reset myself. But um, I'll be at Exit Interviews Monday, so please follow me on Twitter at Daily for the latest from Exit Interviews. We'll have plenty of coverage from that coming up tomorrow as we look back at the 2023 season and look ahead to what will surely be an exciting 2024 season. But until then, thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you next time for another episode.